So tonight it's, it's about 8.30. And so I have to at least get an hour in. I got to get 15 minutes just to get used to being back teaching. No, we'll be done by now tonight. We, we're going to do some introductory and stuff. So the Lord is good. But again, God really used Brother Massey and Brother Brent. Brother Brent didn't say anything about his teaching. It was outstanding. And Brother Mass was very modest in the way he would describe him. But when he laid hands on them, the power of God just really fell. It, it, God was really good to us. And on top of that, the beef was really good there. <laughs> Is Elder here? Yes. Let's run this mic out to him. Let's go to Second Peter. Chapter 1, we're just going to do a little introductory to this tonight, and we're going to be here for a, for a while. Second uh, Peter chapter 1, and we're going to read verse 8 and verse 9. I, I tell you one thing I've learned is that I, I did okay. The Lord told me he'd take care of me while I was there, and he spoke that through Brother Sandoval. Man, when I got back, I knew I was back. Boy, did I know I was back. Um, and, I, and I think I'm still, you know, really tired in my body. And I'm quite sure he is. I'm quite sure Brother Brent is. Brother Brent, he can sleep anywhere. He slept on all the planes. And he always wake up when the food came by. <laughs> First Peter, <laughs> Second Peter chapter uh, in, in the Bible, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be better, you neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Now, it, it seems crazy to start here in verse 8 and 9, but we're not. But um, I wanted us to read this, and I want to break it down. Verse 9 was, was, was the key. Uh, for he who lacked these things, we're going to talk about these things, is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sin. These things, these things, we're going to get into the things Next week, and uh, we're just going to take our time. God wants to talk to us. Let's go back to verse 8. Verse 8 says, for if these things, if these things are yours, are in the King James, if they are in you. So there's some things the Word of God is telling us, if it's in us. Now, he's talking to people that are already born again, as born of the water and of the spirit. He's talking to believers, true believers. But yet, true believers, we, we, we struggle sometimes in where we are in God. And so, he had to deliver the word. For if these things are yours, if they're in you and abound, the word abound in the Greek, it talks about if they're in you and, and they abound, they increase in you. So there's a word in the Greek that trans, transit, if these things are transmitted 
to you. It's talking about an individual. If these things are transmitted to you and they are yours and they are bound, then you have in transit that's going to happen is that the things that are in you, these things need to be multiplied. They need to grow. The Greek word says it's to superabound. For if these things are yours, if they're in you, and they abound in you, they, in, they increase to the place you possess these things, then they become more and they multiply. So if these things are yours, if they are in you, if they abound, notice this here, you will be neither barren. If these things are in you, we got to talk about these things. It's not the will of God for any child of God to be barren. Not, not one. It is sad when we have people that have giftings and talents. You can come up with any excuse you want to, but there are some things that are not in you. Because listen to the definition of barren. That means inactive. come to church, and you go home. Inactive. Now I'm in the Word. I know I heard somebody say, I wish he'd go back on that plane. <laughs> nope. Nope, I need to be here to bug you for a little bit. Inactive means spiritually unemployed. It means lazy. It means Useless. It means toothless. No, no, just useless. <laughs> useless. It means to be idle, to be slow, to be careless. But so the scripture said, if these things are yours, if they are in you, if they abound and, and you take possession of them, then these things should increase and multiply. And if they increase and multiply, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful. That means without fruit. Now, I, I didn't take time to break all this down. That can be the fruit of the Spirit, or it can be reaching the loss. You and, and, and Sister Vanessa, and I know that's others, but I'm just telling you, I, I was happy to hear that, Sister Melanie. And, and I had told her for a while God's going to use her, and God is you. I was happy to hear that y'all baptized. Everybody was gone. But you know what? They're not barren. They're not unfruitful. They're doing something for the kingdom. Somebody say amen. amen. All of us should be doing something for the kingdom. This is where God is trying to take us. And so that's without fruit. Or when it's saying no, unfruitful, not yielding what it ought to yield. We need to be yielding something. Now watch this here. For if these things are yours, if they're in you, if they're bound, you take possession of them. They begin to multiply. You will need to be barren or unfruitful in... The knowledge 
wait a minute, in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Thank you for that uh-huh. That's having full discernment of who Jesus is. And listen, you hear me say this all the time. Don't you, you cannot say that you don't need to study God's word. Why did God go through the trouble to get us this word? I mean, people, some people, it's osmosis. God's going to talk to me and he's going to reveal things to me. I don't have to read. I don't have to study. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, somebody's talking to you, but it's not God. He said, you would need to be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to have full discernment. I know who Jesus is. I know there's no trinity. There's no triune God. There's not God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. There's only one, one God. Come on, somebody. And it's not just because somebody told me I had to get in the word of God for myself. It's not the will of God for you to be barren or unfruitful. So we're going to go a little bit farther. Verse 9. <laughs> so, he said, for he who lacks these things, what are these things? I know some of you are trying to read and get ahead of me and stuff, but that's fine. <laughs> if you lack these things, for he who lacks these things is short-sighted. Mm-hmm. Not short, Brother Master, short-sighted. <laughs> Even to, to, to blindness, in other words, they're, they're mentally, mentally blind. It's, it's, it's a metaphor of, of being dull spiritually and to have a dull spiritual Perception is it's like if, if you if somebody is is is, is barbecuing and, and the smoke is blowing the wrong way, before you get to that smoke, you got good sight. That smoke getting your eye, everything becomes a little bit blurred, it's a little bit dull and everything. You can't see as clear. If you lack these things, you're gonna be short-sighted even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. I I don't know how people that used to be in this truth and how all of a sudden it's not essential to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. now, Now, you know, everything is about love. I mean, sloppy agape. All of a sudden, you can be baptized anyway. And then I heard people telling you sins are washed away at repentance. And these are people that, that, that used to be in truth. And we, we, we say all of this because we want to make it easy for people to live for God. And what you're doing, you're making a twofold a child of hell. And so... They forgot where, where, they, where they come from. I said, God, please don't, don't let me forget where, where I come from. When this past Sunday, in the message that, that God gave, 
But my hunger is, is, is to the place. I, I want to see people filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to see people baptized in Jesus' name. Friend, we can go and we can do a lot of stuff, but if we forget our salvation and trying to reach people with salvation, we have forgot it all. We'll fill this church up if we just open a coffee bar. Not me. It'll be a Dr. Pepper bar. I, I, I don't want to be barren. I don't want to be unfruitful. So there's some things that need to abound in us. And we're going to get into those things. And you're going to find the real priest uh, on Wednesday. And, and he was hitting some, some things. When we start talking about what needs to abound in us, what's going to get us, Rev, is that we, we may say, God, I want this. I want this to abound in me. But we don't choose how God's going to make sure we add these things to abound in us. You, you're right in what you're saying. God sometimes going to allow some things to happen in our life just so he can add something. It's not always that, you know, it's, it's the devil and all this stuff. Uh-uh, friend. No, 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 no. God may be trying to change something in you. Somebody say amen. How many want these things without knowing what these things are? How many want these things to abound? How many want to be fruitful? So let's, let's go to verse 1. And if you read verse 1. Mike went dead. <laughs> it wasn't turned on. Okay, yes, sir. You got to turn Mike on. <laughs> Simon Peter, a bond servant, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Okay, let's stop right there. Then I'll tell you when to stand to read the rest. Notice the word in here. Simon Peter. What type of servant? Bond servant. A bond servant. He wanted James bond servant. I know some of you think of 007 and all this stuff. When I was growing up, James Bond was the man. I don't know how he had those nice cars and stuff. Anyway, that was B.C. before Christ. So Simon Peter, a bond servant, listen to what a bond servant is. We can never get to the place where these things can be in us if we don't take this step first. A bond servant is one who gives himself or herself up holy to another's will. No one made him do this. He voluntarily said, I'm going to be a bond servant. I'm going to bond myself to you, and I'm going to wholeheartedly give myself to your will. Listen, I'm going to tell you, I would not have went overseas if the Lord, we was driving when that phone call came in, and I felt a witness, and I knew better than to fight God. Because you know how we go, oh, God, I go where you tell me to go. I do what you tell me to do. He ain't told us to go to Nigeria yet, but I'll do it. <laughs> if I am his and I am a bond servant, then what 
Wherever God tell me to go, I will go. Whatever God tell me to do, I will do. I'm giving myself wholly to the will of God Almighty. Now, anyone can say that with lip service. Problem is, as long as we agree with what God is telling us, we're okay. Right when God asks us to do something we don't agree with, well, wait a minute. Let me pray about it. How are you going to pray about it when God is telling you? Simon Peter, you wonder how these apostles was used in that dimension. You wonder how Brother Master was used in that dimension. What are you talking about? How Brother Brent, the, the, the man talked. And yes, I was happy. I was surprised he asked me. But it was the will of God. That man is going to do some great things. So are you. Let's <laughs> see what else he asked me. But if when, 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 when God asks you to do something, if you are a servant of God and you willingly give yourself over to his will, there's not a question. You may not agree with it, but it's not a question. I dreaded getting on that plane. Man, I'm thinking, Lord, could you just do us like Philip? Could you just make some die Dr. Pepper appear here somewhere? A bondservant. Not, not only does he wholly give himself to the will of someone else, it also means one that is devoted to another, watch this here, to the disregard of one's own interests. And so we're going to be so devoted, you know, whatever our interests are, it's no more. It's whatever God desires for us. Whatever God wants for us. And so he was a bond servant and an apostle. Now, the word apostle here, we know it simply means one that's commissioned by Christ. Commissioned, he's, he's sent by Christ. But he's not only sent by Christ, if he's an apostle, he's commissioned by Christ. But Christ sent him with everything that he needs to fulfill whatever task a spiritual task God give him. When you look this up in the Greek, it said commission of Christ with miracle working power. So if God sent him and he go in the name of the Lord, it's not him, but it's the God that's working through him. If he say what God says, then God's going to back it up. God's going to make sure it come to pass. But God can't just give that to anyone that's not a bondservant. God knows the heart. How many want to be a bondservant of the Lord? How many really want to be a bondservant of, of the Lord? It's going to cost you something. But the rewards is so much greater, so much greater than, than the suffering and the pain and everything that you're going to go through because some people are going to get a revelation that the God you serve is a real God. He's alive and well. 
God is still moving in our earth today. Come on, somebody. God is still changing life today. But God using mankind, when I'm talking about men, I'm talking about men and women, that's who God worked through. And so we got to be a bond servant. We, we have to be. So he was a bond servant. Read the rest of that, Elder. To those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. So that's pretty interesting. He said, now, I'm writing to those who have attained like precious faith. The word uh, precious simply means equal in, in value. In other words, I love this about Peter. Peter didn't say, hey, just because I'm an apostle mean I got more than what you have. It's equal in value. He wasn't better than them. This is the type of person God can trust. One that's not going to elevate themselves above everybody else. He understand he had a role to fulfill. He had to submit to God. But he said, I'm talking to those alike, precious faith. Precious faith. Now, the word faith here is simply this. It's the truthfulness of God. When you use it in this scripture, like precious faith. They understood the truthfulness of God. They knew who God was. Some of us still don't know who Jesus is. Because we think it's okay, friend. We, we think, we, some of us think it's okay. You know, you can, get, you can get baptized in the titles. You don't know the truthfulness of God. Oh, let's take it a step farther. Well, as long as they're baptized, it doesn't matter. Then you don't know the truthfulness of God. I'm going to show you this in a second. So he said, like precious faith, equal in value, those that understand the truthfulness of God, knowing who God is. And and, and somewhere this year, we're going to deal with this again. We have to know who Jesus is. Now, that's verse 1. Got eight minutes. Let's read verse 2 in just a second. <laughs> Let's go, Elder, go to John 15, verse 16. Stay there and wait for me there. Now watch this here. To those who have attained life, present faith with us by the righteousness, how do they attain this? By the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, Righteousness here means justification. When you're justified by God, you have submitted somewhere to the Word of God, and God makes you just as you ought to be. That's justification. Just as you ought to be in the sight of God. But I want you to notice this last part. Precious faith by us by the righteousness of the justification. God justified us of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. He's talking about one and the same. He's just talking about the different, I don't know if the roles I can say, uh, God, God our Savior, the rights of, of our God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So they acknowledge the role of the man 
Christ Jesus. But yet they're one and the same. We never talk about the role of the sonship. We as apostolic, we know there's only one God. And his name is Jesus. But we don't talk about the role of the sonship because it's hard for us to grasp. There's only one God. But he acknowledged the office of the sonship. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, the man Christ Jesus, I'm getting ahead of myself. Now, so this morning, you know, the phone ring this morning, I'm thinking, who's calling this, this morning? So I, I run with that phone, slow motion. I picked it up. It was my daughter. And I won't tell you what she asked me. She go, Dad, what are you doing? Sam, said, I'm getting ready to go to the gym. She said, good. I got something I need you to do. No problem. But when she called me, now understand, I'm her father. I'm her pastor. I'm her bishop. When she called me and asked me a question, she asked the attribute of the father. Even though I'm still her pastor and her bishop. So this conversation dealt with my role as her father. When she knows she can ask for anything, and I'll do it. And I've done it. So when he said the righteous of our God, God over all, God creates. God rules. But then it talks about the part that God took from his own creation, Mary. The God part wasn't our Savior, but the flesh part was our Savior, Jesus Christ. But yet there was one in saying, did I lose anybody? All right. So let's, let's look at, before we finish this out, let's go to John 15, 16. I just want to tell you this here. By the fact that you're here tonight, you're not here in your own free will. God chose you. How many really believe that? God chose you. Let's read this here. You did not choose me. Oh, I know some people say, when I found God... You didn't find God. How can you find God? He's invisible. <laughs> now, I'm just picking. You didn't find God. God found you. In the mess that you was in, God found you. God allowed some things to happen in your life so he can pull you to him. You didn't choose me, God said. Watch this here. But I choose you. Oh, hey, you need to let the adversary know every once in a while, I'm chosen, friend. No, you, you don't hear me. Let me say it again. I, I, I'm chosen. Who are you? I'm chosen of God. Come on, somebody. I'm a child of God Almighty. God chose me. Now, I don't mean the world is not pulling at some of you here tonight. You better be glad I only got five minutes left. God chose you. Let's keep going, Elder. And appointed you that oh, you... Oh, keep going. That you should go and bear fruit. Bear what? Fruit. So when God chose you, he didn't choose you to be unbearing. 
and unfruitful. We got to find out what these things are that we can uh, bear fruit and do the will of God. When he chose us, he appointed us that we should bear fruit. Somebody, you, you just need to say, you know what? I'm going to bear some fruit. Yep. That's my half of you. I'm going to bear some fruit. Come on, somebody. I may not have bear some fruit up until this time. But by the time these things get in me, I'm going to bear some fruit. You better look out, devil. You better look out on what God is about to do. Come on, somebody. We're going to bear some fruit. That you should bear fruit. And what else? And that your fruit should remain. Oh, man. What God give to you. Come on, somebody. The world cannot take it away. He can't take your anointing away. Come on, somebody. He can't take your ministry away. No, you, you, you don't hear me. He can't take your talent and ability away if God has given it to you. He can't take what God has ordained. Is that not what the Word said? Come on, somebody. He can't take it away. Now, you, you can give it away. You say, how can it be? As Esau. Sure did. They had to be some of the best beans in the world. I don't know if they're bush baked beans. They got four kinds out right now. God, Lord. I'm sorry. Brother Josh, come. It's 9 o'clock. Let's finish this out, Elder. We got to go home. That whatsoever you ask in the name of Ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Look, we're going to have to stop here because it's not. How many believe that's true? Some of you are lying. You are lying. You are lying. You are lying. How many believe whatever we ask the Father in his name, he may give it to you? Has some of you prayed and God gave it to you? Yes. Everything you asked? Yes. We can't get to this place. We can't get to the place that whatever we asked, you can go ahead and strum. The Father in his name, and what's that name? He may give, he will. There was something I ran across and just a small phrase. And then there's examples of different people that was used in the word of God. We can get there. If it's God's will, I'm going to talk about this on Sunday. I feel the Holy Ghost right there. That when you pray, every time, God would hear and answer your prayer. That sounds like a bold statement, don't it? Some of you look at me like this. I don't know about that, Bishop. Now, if we'll be honest, we just don't believe that. Because some of us have prayed about some things, and it just didn't happen. It just went the opposite way. The enemy will try to take something like that, 
tell us that God don't hear our prayer. God is not a prayer answering God, and God doesn't care. That's a lie that comes from the very pits of hell. What it is, we got to find out how do we get to that place that when we pray, because you will pray. Let me say it again. You will pray. You will pray. That, that when we pray, that God will answer our prayer. Oh, I need to quit. Now, listen, when he answers, it may not always be the answer that you want to hear. Where are we going as a body? God wants us to be able to pray with a confidence that God will respond. Look, I had to remind God when I was over there, I said, Lord, you said, (laughs) you know what you said. You know what I asked you, Lord. And I need you to help me. And it's all I had to say. Now, if I had any doubt there, I was going to have some problems. But we can get there, and that's way off the subject. We'll stop here, but you're chosen by God. We'll pick up here next week, and we'll keep going. We're going to move slow. Because there's some things God's going to put in us. As a matter of fact, some of you are going to recognize because of some of the things you're going through, you're going to recognize what God is trying to do. Quit fighting God. Quit trying to pray some things off. There's some things God is trying to give us. I look back on this stuff with Brother Wallace, the best thing that happened to me. I didn't feel like when I was going through it, I couldn't stand it. I hate his guts at times. I love him to death now. God used him. God used him to beat the daylights out of him. And he tried to make sure there was no light left. Because there were some things God was trying to add to me. And some things only add by experience. Oh, God, help me. And because of the lack of knowledge in the word, we read it the wrong way and we don't understand what God is trying to do. This is why we have to slow down and teach. It, it's, it's not to, let's stand. It's time to go home. I, I heard somebody, you said nine o'clock. They did just like this, brother Mike. They go, you said nine o'clock. Just had that look. You said you want to be done at nine. Well, thank you just for being here tonight and hearing Brother Brent, Brother Massey, and allowing me to start that part. Thank you, church body, for your faithfulness and your giving. Thank you for being the church that God is using to reach many. And sometime here in the next few weeks, be taking a trip somewhere and going to fill out another situation that this church can really impact another country. And they are Spanish-speaking people. You know, I told myself, I said, Seth, in secret, I need to get me Rosetta Stone, Babel, and all this stuff so I can just string along a few words like, what's up? Ain't nothing but a thing. <laughs> I'm about to learn some Espanol. I know fajita. 
When it's here is fajita, there is fajita. So I'm, I'm going to learn some words. And I know if I ask some of you to teach me, you may just get at me and tell me I'm saying one thing and it may be something else. <laughs> but you are impacting the lives of people. When the Rev said something, when he talked to the leaders about the region, you know, we could try to figure it out, Rev, and God is just going. God never do things the way that we try to figure out the way it's going. He never does it that way. But you are a part. And thank you for being here tonight. You're dismissing Jesus' name, 905.